Hi guys and a great big huge welcome to episode 23 of the Ask Zophie podcast. So I've just blown my own mind because I've realised like 23, so obviously there's 52 weeks in a year, half of 52 is 26 and just see my little cat Laffy has come in to say hello. She's like, oh, what's going on here? That's another sneaky, impromptu, unexpected behind the scenes for you. But yeah, half of 52 is 26. That's right, isn't it? And so 23 is almost 26. You get an extra math lesson here, which means that have I been doing this for nearly six months? I, I can't believe that. I, I'm like, I need to go and check. I am rubbish at telling you if something happened like last week or three years ago, 100%, but I can't believe that. And I've said this before, and if I say something once, I'll probably say it on repeat, but this just speaks to the fact that, you know, we have this idea of, oh, I just, it, it now is not a good time to start, or I don't have enough experience or whatever that stops us from starting. Once you get into something, like before you know it, it it's it's 23 freaking weeks later. And I'm just sharing that again to inspire you. That thing that maybe you're procrastinating about or, or whatever, like like Nike say, just just do it. Uh, Laffy is just properly coming in the cupboard now and wants to <laughs> wants to join in. So, yeah, a brief behind the scenes before I get to my really, really, really awesome question in a moment. Last week was <laughs> one of those weeks. So I have this thing where, you know, we talk about the Midas touch. Obviously, everything you touch turns to gold. I have this thing that sometimes we have the reverse Midas touch where everything you touch turns to you know what. Anyway, I had that last week. And it, it, all, all the things, like, for example, going onto a website, you know, obviously the website is, is down for maintenance at the moment, trying to return a pair of shoes and the normal place where you post them, their printer's not working, they sent me somewhere else, they don't actually do it there. To, you know, had to go to four different shops across Bristol, for example, just to return a, a parcel. And loads of things were were messing up. Uh, nothing really terrible, but it was a what you might call what well what I would call a a challenging week. And one of the things that and I will talk about that probably in a future podcast episode because, as is typical of me, I it helped to sort of. Um, give me more clarity on certain things, put the stuff that I talk about all the time to use and come out with with that greater clarity and stuff to share. So I did talk about it in a Facebook Live for members on Friday, but I'll probably do a whole podcast episode on that. Anyway, before I get too far off, off track, the the thing I wanted to say about that was that during it, I, I was really focused on how can I be in this but not be completely engulfed by it? So I think I've said this before, because I've done all this stuff for so long, it's just practice, it's just time. I don't ever really get fully taken over. I've always got this like one foot on more kind of what you might think of as a solid ground. And that's the same for all of us. You know, I just started practicing this stuff a long time ago. And like you'll have heard me say, probably many times I need this more than most you know that that's my thing I'm the person who you know before I had was was doing a levels had a, a breakdown and had had two breakdowns by my second year of university 
and in, in particularly in adolescence, had a list as long as my arm of things that were quote unquote wrong with me. And you've probably heard me say this before, my brain is bonkers. <laughs> Anyone who knows me will, will attest to that. It's really obsessive and really deep and really analytical. So I'm not happy because I was just like born that way. Far, 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 far from it. And the reason I'm sharing this, the reason I do all this stuff I do is to inspire you because I have been through a truckload of pain and like I always say, my thing is to recycle that pain, to go through the freaking lessons, to learn the stuff and then share it with you and hopefully <laughs> save at least one or a few of you at least some of the pain from my experience. And last week was one of those times, nothing nothing like really, you know, death and destruction, but things, yeah, just, just messing up. Anyway, that's my uh, elaborate, elongated behind the scenes for you. The cat's uh, had a bit of a sniff around and she's gone now, so we'll see if she wants to come back. Um, okay, I have a question that I love so much and... I think this is the second time that I've answered one of my friend Siobhan's questions or Sia Bohan as I jokingly call her on here. She does actually come up with amazing questions because she's probably quite a deep thinker and so she'll ask the questions that enable me to bring the answers through. The, The better the question, the better the answer and obviously you can't answer a question without one so I love her questions. Um, just love all your questions, but hers can be particularly potent and helpful. And if you know me, you know that's what I'm all about. I want to be freaking helpful. So Siobhan asked me what words to this effect. She said, so I'm just looking. Oh, there's my phone. I didn't know if I had my phone because I've got my um, some notes and my answers on my phone, but I can see it in front of me <laughs> doing that classic thing like, you know, where's my glasses? And they're on top of your head. I did actually once when I was a little bit stressed because uh, my other cat was ill. Um... I was on the phone to the vets and I needed my phone to pay and I was saying, oh, I'm just looking for my phone and the children go, mummy, you're speaking on your phone. <laughs> anyway, again, I digress. So Siobhan's question, she says, words to the effect of, uh, she's heard a lot of people like me, me included, say when you're feeling like down or in a funk to get yourself out of it, like Tony Robbins would say, break your state. Um One of the terms I use a lot is turn that frown upside down. Um, But then she says she's listening to Rhonda Byrne in her most recent book called The Greatest Secret, which I really recommend, by the way. And in that, she talks about like feeling all the feels. Uh, You'll have heard the term feel it to heal it, probably. It's really commonly used, particularly in the sort of self-development, maybe spiritual world. And in uh, The Greatest Secret, Rhonda Byrne talks about welcoming your feelings. That's a kind of, I suppose, a mindfulness technique that is really valid and valuable and and effective. Um, So Siobhan's saying, I've seen this a lot. And so the confusion is, how long do I feel the feels? Because, of course, those two ideas of breaking your state or turning your frown upside down, that appears to be at odds with feeling the like feeling it to heal it or or feeling the feels and it is is confusing (laughs) so this whole for me this whole living joyfully thing is an art it's not a science and it really it is challenging and it's not like you just go right you're happy now you get this stamp and go that's it you're done 
you are only ever in or out of alignment at any point. And you're, it's not supposed to be this fixed state. So firstly, please know that it's not like you just get all this and, and, and then, you know, you tick a box and now you're enlightened. You know, I know a lot about happiness and mindset and so on and so forth. But obviously, I'm just not like the Buddha and in a state of joy every day. I'm predominantly, I do predominantly feel good 100%. And I don't stay in those down moments for long. But I definitely, definitely still have them. So I sometimes think of it as like you're walking on, yeah, it is It is a trapeze. I was just thinking, does that sound right? You're a trapeze artist. And so you're walking um, this you're doing this balancing act and you really got to focus because it's really easy to just take a step uh, the wrong way in, in either direction. And it is about rebalancing yourself, realigning yourself and knowing, like I said a moment ago, don't sort of uh, be down on yourself when when you metaphorically fall off or step out of line. It's normal. What's key is that you have a good comeback rate. What's key is that you have the tools in your arsenal to enable you to do that. That's what I'm all about is teaching you all these different tools. When I'm working with someone, you know, on the rare occasion now that I'm working one-on-one, because I've done it for so freaking long, hashtag old, I have so many different tools and ideas and things that I've learned that there's always going to be something, you know, that's, oh yeah, what about this? What about this? And if that doesn't work, let's do this. So you want to be a little bit like that in your life so that whatever life throws at you, you've got something that enables you to contend with it. So what I first want to say is I, I, with this whole feel it to heal it thing. Okay. I would, uh, change that slightly, but in a, in a substantial way. And instead of just that, I would say feel it to heal it and then get on with it. Okay, I see this so commonly in people in the spiritual uh, world or the spiritual circles. They're like, you know, oh, it's Mercury retrograde. So everything's messing up or now the next week they're doing some inner child healing. And then the week after that, someone's triggered something in them at work. And then following on from that they're getting into a new relationship so it's brought up a load of stuff and they're doing what you could absolutely deem good work but they just get stuck in it because of how law of attraction works right what you focus on you get more of so you're focusing on your problems just focusing on your stuff to heal and life goes oh let's give you more let's give you more not in a mean way but it's just what you focus on expands and so you've got to be mindful of this and our brains have a negativity bias so we tend to most of us get naturally because of law of attraction and our brains and how society it works most things most people most of the time are of a more negative ilk than positive so all of these things are kind of stacked against us which is why we can get stuck in the like, I'm feeling it, I'm healing it, I'm feeling it, I'm feeling it, I'm healing it, I'm feeling it, I'm healing it around and around and around. And I definitely do this. And then sometimes I catch myself, I'm like, right, missus, slap yourself around the chops and just watch some Kevin Hart and The Rock videos of them having banter with each other and get back to the lightness. It's so easy. And I think what I've noticed with my personality because I'm, like I mentioned earlier, a deep thinker, 
it's much more challenging for me to bounce back out when I do this. Some people are, they're not as deep thinkers, they're not as obsessive. So they naturally kind of flip from one thing to another and it doesn't impact them in the same way. So this will land differently depending on your personality type. But at the same time, we all have this negativity bias. And so does, you know, the world that we live in. So it's way easy to get caught up in this. So yeah, you want to feel stuff to heal it. But then remember the get on with it part of the equation. So Eckhart Tolle talks about in one of his books, I forget which one, it's probably The Power of Now, but I'm not 100% sure. He talks about the importance of acknowledging where you are, then leaning into accepting it. And then from there, like he says, what you accept, you go beyond. So we tend to do this thing, right? Say your finances are a bit effed up. <laughs> like you don't open the bills, you don't look in your bank, you just bury your head in the sand because it's like, if I don't look at it, it's not going to be there. You know, like when you're a kid, you go, I'm closing my eyes and no one can see me. Obviously, that's dumb, right? So, but we do this, whether it's to do with, I I don't want to go to the doctors and get tested in case they tell me I've got something, or I don't want to get on the scales, or I don't want to look at my bank balance, or I don't want to look at the message that's come through. We don't want to face stuff. But it's really, really powerful to face the truth for a moment so that you can then lean into accepting it And what you accept, you go beyond. Your soul is never pushing against anything. Your soul is never hiding from anything. Your soul is never wishing anything was different. And so when you're doing those things, you're out of alignment with your your deepest, truest and highest (laughs) wisdom. Whereas when you face it, okay, then you can do something about it. So this is what you want to step into. Acknowledge where you are. Even if you go, "Um, I'm overweight and unhealthy and I don't like it. That's where you are. You've got to start with with being real. This is the when you when you're working with affirmations, the most powerful affirmations are the ones that in fact the only ones that are really powerful are the ones that align with your truth that you can believe in. There's no point affirming, you know, I'm beautiful and rich and healthy if you feel ugly and poor and unhealthy. It just causes you to dig your heels further into that unwanted state versus the wanted. So this is what you want to do. You want to acknowledge, uh, like, I feel crap today and I wish I didn't, but this is where I am. Or I'm £10,000 in debt and I want to have loads of money, but I don't. And then lean into accepting it. And then from there, you you can shift. And it's this balancing act because what we tend to do is we, we go, if you think of that, like, um, not the trapeze, I knew that wasn't right, the tightrope. <laughs> you maybe were thinking, you dumb lady. So um, yeah, walking the tightrope, that makes more freaking sense. So you're walking this tightrope. And we commonly dip into focusing too much on what's wrong, like the feel it to heal it, feel it to heal it, kind of languishing, moaning, going round and round, or the other side, which is I'm fine, everything's everything's okay. And neither of those energetic states or states of mind enable you to move onwards and upwards. But the acknowledging and then the leaning into acceptance enables change, enables growth. So yeah, you don't want to be languishing and you don't want to be pretending. You want to acknowledge where you are. This is the truth. This is the current state of reality. Uh, I can't change it. It's 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 perfect for now. It's my jumping off point and it's going to lead me to where I want to be. So as I mentioned before, Tony Robbins talks about breaking your state. And this is about, about like 
bouncing back. I talk about uh, turn that frown upside down. So Siobhan's question was, how long do we feel the feels? And that's that is the whole, you know, how long is a piece of string kind of thing. And as I said at the start, this is an art and not a science. So you can't go right, feel it for 10 minutes and then stop. But you you just don't want to be in, in that state for, for too long. So David Hawkins in his book, Letting Go, which I recommend all the time, and it is amazing. He talks about how he, he's he it, that's about mindfulness okay so that's that's the the feeling it's a heal it thing or what Rhonda Burns talking about where you welcome your feelings um but he says sometimes you'll have a feeling that is so big that you want to kind of break it down into chunks and so sometimes if something's massively overwhelming feeling it is going to take you down so much that it puts you off track so you want to spend some time in relief and sometimes in release. I always get these, I have to really think about this, like the freaking trapeze and the, the tightrope thing. So release would be like journaling and having a good cry. That's more the feel it to heal it thing. Relief would be watching Netflix or going on ASOS and buying a bunch of things or going out with your mates and and having a few glasses of wine. So there's a time and a place for both. And again, it's not like spend 20% of your time in release and 25% of your time in in relief. It's just make sure that you, you you don't do too much of either and you do do some of both and you don't get stuck in either of them also. So in terms of coming out of those that feel it to heal it cycle tony robbins talks about break your state this could be right i'm just going to kitchen disco or i'm going to put on some comedy or i'm going to go for a walk or i'm going to help someone else out or i'm just going to give myself a good talking to um i refer to it and i've talked about this a couple of times today as turn that frown upside down Sometimes we need to give ourselves a really loving, but really firm, really definite kick up the backside. Because when you get stuck in that victim mode, no one and nothing can help you unless and until you decide that you are coming out of it. And this is what happens commonly when we get stuck in the feel it to heal it cycle, which is why it can be so damaging if we don't add on that final, powerful, important component of then get on with it. So Abraham Hicks talk about something called an emotional guidance scale. I think that David Hawkins has a similar thing in his book, Letting Go. And in fact, his might have even preceded Abraham Hicks. But this is another useful tool. Um, For example, on that scale, depression is lower than anger. And I talk about this quite a bit. If I've worked with a client who's stuck in depression, very commonly I will talk them into anger because it helps to lift them out. Obviously, we don't want them to stay there, particularly not when they're with me all the time. But um, but it it gives it's it's higher up the emotional scale. It will give them the boost to lift them out of that really debilitating state of depression. Um, just giving some examples here of means of kind of. Uh, getting on with it so you've done the feel it to heal it bit and then and then getting on with it uh journaling so journaling on these questions firstly what does fear want to say so i do this sometimes when i feel like the way i describe it is the wolves are at the door uh you just write out every single thing like you know you're too old you're a complete failure what do you think you're doing and so on and so forth you just write it all out and when you've kind of purged it all 
Then you write out, what does my soul want me to know? Or what is my divinity, my higher self? Call it what you want. And that is an example of the, the like, um, the release state. Um, really, really powerful. So it, as I've said a couple of times, it's not a science. It's an art. There isn't a specific amount of time. But you just, you don't want to get stuck in that feel it, heal it, feel it, heal it cycle, which can continue on for a whole freaking lifetime. Um, have the means to 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 bounce back, um, to come back stronger. And, and just make sure you're using both ultimately. So in um, The Greatest Secret, she, uh, Rhonda Byrne, rather, the, uh, the author talks about the, the, the technique of welcoming your emotions. And it's a very similar thing to, it's, it's mindfulness, very similar to what David uh, Hawkins talks about in letting go. So what you do with that is when the negative emotions or unwanted emotions come up, you imagine you, you they're very similar techniques you either observe them or you welcome them which obviously appears at odds with what i'm talking about with bouncing bouncing back and, and breaking your state this is uber uber powerful okay and the reason being the thing that i got a few months ago or maybe it's much longer because as i've discussed at the start i have no idea about <laughs> whether something was yesterday or three freaking years ago but the thing that I really realized was when you are in that observer state, when you're welcoming, when you're observing, you are inviting God or your higher self, universe, call it what you want, to the table. And the energy of that is so high vibrational that it transmutes the lower, denser energies. The The thing that can happen, though, of course, is that we, we come down from that highest level of consciousness more into the mind and then we get stuck so these are different tools like you know yoga is different from pilates is different from weight training but you might use a combination of them like for example you might go to body balance and and that is a fusion of you know it has tai chi and yoga and pilates in it and it's not like you can't use them together so it's the same i use all of these techniques at different times and it's not like one kind of um, precludes the other or negates the other it's just that remember it's an art think of yourself on that tightrope realigning bringing yourself back into balance but what I would say is key is making sure that you work on your comeback rate so that things take you down for less time, less powerfully, and you just know that you've got this arsenal of tools to to deal with stuff. And it feels really good when you get to that stage and that state in life. And also remember, I've touched upon this, but your brain has a negativity bias. Social media does. The media does. Most people do. Society on the whole does. And so we do in my experience, have this tendency, most of us, to get into that healing mode and stay there way too long. We can also do the whole, I'm fine, I'm fine thing, that toxic positivity, that also 100% is a thing. But I reckon that maybe, uh, and I'm not betting anything on this, but the former is more of an issue where we get stuck. Um, and maybe this depends on on the, the person like I sort of alluded to before. I, I don't know about that. And I don't think it really matters. But the key is, this is an art, this is a balancing act, not on a trapeze. I don't even know, is a trapeze, I think a trapeze is where they go flying through the air, right? 
<laughs> Obviously, I don't really know what I'm talking about in respect of that. Good job my podcast isn't on circus acts and so on, because it would be really rubbish. <laughs> you might think this is really rubbish anyway. Um, but yeah, just make sure that you're using both uh, and just keep practicing. But be mindful of not getting stuck in either of those modes, the the, he- the feeling it, healing it mode or the, uh, you know, everything's fine mode. But I'm definitely pro a general positive demeanor and attitude um, because it helps, because it's helpful, because it works, because it lines you up with your inner wisdom and your your soul, your higher self has the blueprint, the guidance, the answers, the roadmap. And you just want to be keyed into that. You can't get away from that. Okay, hopefully that made some sense. And I didn't confuse you too much with the trapeze <laughs> tightrope stuff. Um, I don't know if I'll talk about my week last week, next week, but I'll definitely talk about it soon. If you're listening to this in real time, I think I've got one space left for the Manifesting Miracles course that starts on the 2nd of November. I'm so excited to share this material again. And if you're thinking about it, please come along, um, message me to get more information. It's in person in Bristol. It's 100 quid for four weeks. It's so positive. You don't need to be trying to manifest a specific thing. It's going to help you whatever stuff you got going on, uh, just the positivity and all the meditations we do and so on. And I'd really love to see you there if you're thinking about doing that. But like I say, just be in touch. And as ever, if you've got any questions on any of this stuff, mindset, parenting, spirituality, not circus acts, obviously, then just drop me a DM on Instagram or you can email me. There's a gazillion ways of getting in touch, obviously, nowadays. And I would absolutely love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening. If you think somebody would benefit from this, would any benefit from this? I'm kidding. Then, and you'd be happy to share. I'd also really appreciate that. So I'll be back next week for episode 24. Wow. Okay. Thanks, guys. And I will be here in a week. Lots of love.